0: schedules are subject to change (laughs) (coughs) if you didn't bring a Bible with you hold your hand up real high the ushers have extra Bibles we'd be glad to let you use one of these and um, let's go to two openings Isaiah the first chapter and Ephesians the sixth chapter and let's pray and release faith and uh, believe for the word of the Lord yes. to hear from him, to hear from him. do not you just say that out loud? I'm about to, I'm about to hear, from hear from him. Amen. Yes. Now that's, that's very big. It, it makes the difference that and being a doer of it makes the difference of whether the word has any effect on you or not. Um, 1 Thessalonians, what is it, 2.13, he said, uh, well just put it up on the screen for us if you would. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, he said, uh, When you received the word of God, which you heard of us or through us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. Does it make any difference whether you receive it like it's men's words or God's words? All the difference. Notice the rest of it. Which effectually works also in you? It was working in them. Why? Because they didn't receive it as just men's words. They received it as God's words. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus All of us together asking you, (coughs) agreeing in faith about this, for utterance, for the anointing, for the supply of the Spirit, for the quickening of the Spirit. Exactly what we uh, should, what you would say to us, and what we should see and hear and know and do right now. We ask for answers, we ask for direction and help. And we purpose not to be hearers only, but with your help to act on it, do it. And as surely as we do, we know good things will happen because you always watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah, first chapter, and uh, verse 2. He said, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his owner, the ass or donkey his master's crib, but Israel does not know, my people does not consider, doesn't know who their creator is, who their Lord is, he said, I brought up children, and they've rebelled against me. This is, this is the story of the whole earth. And it is the cause of all of the evil that is in the earth today. All of it. If man had never rebelled, had never disobeyed, there would never have been sin and there would never have been death and there would never have been curse. And so to say that all of this chaos and destruction is somehow the mysterious will of God is to say that the rebellion and sin that caused it is the will of God. Can you see this? No. The results of sin are not the will of God, because sin is not the will of God. Can you see this, friends? And uh, this is a, a trick of the enemy, to get people to blame God, and to get people to turn against God, or at the very least, just question God, and stay away from Him. But that's the biggest mistake you could make. God never was your problem. He's never been anybody's problem. He's the answer. He's the answer. Hallelujah. Verse 19 in Isaiah 1, he said, If if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken him. Does it make any difference whether you're willing and obedient to God or whether you refuse and rebel? Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. Now there's some folks that try to say it doesn't make really any difference. Jesus has paid for all of your sins, all the ones you've already done, all of ones you already you will do, and so he doesn't even see them. So it really makes no difference. Everything's covered by grace anyway. Really? We're not justified by doing, by obedience. We're justified by faith in the finished work of Jesus. But to say that your life is going to be good when you're hard-headed and stubborn and you won't listen, that you're going to enjoy the full blessing of the Lord anyway, by grace? It's not true. You have to access grace with faith. I said you have to access grace with faith. We're saved by grace through, through faith. Not just grace, by grace through faith. You access the grace through the faith. And faith without any action is not living faith. And something we'll be talking about today when you believe, you obey. Amen. That's right. If you refuse to obey it's because you don't trust. Right. You don't believe. Now we're going to come back to that I think, but If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. How many knew that verse before this morning? I want to see how many you knew about that verse. (coughs) You believe it's true? What if you're not eating the good of the land? (laughs) Put put it back up on the screen for us. If, If you be willing and obedient, what's the next two words? You shall. This is as strong as you can say it. Amen. You shall what? Eat. Eat the good of the land. Right. Other translations say the good things of the land will be yours. Uh, the, the living Bible says if you'll only obey, I'll make you rich. Right. The good of the land. Right. <clears throat> the war out of the land. No. No. The junk of the land. No. No. Hmm? No, sir. The good of the land. Well, if you're not enjoying the good of the land, we need to go back. Right? And and examine this. When the Lord says, you do this and this will happen, there are no exceptions. If you jump off the roof, you shall go down. (laughs) Right? I don't care what age you are, what gender, what color. Right? Yes, Education. What you know? You shall go down.
1: That's
0: right. <laughs> and if you call on the name of the Lord and you believe in Him, you shall be saved. Right. Yes. Is that right? Yes. You shall be. Yes, no mights, no will see, no sometimes. It's a law, yes. just like the law of gravity. Amen. Yeah. And if you be willing and obedient consistently in your life, yeah. what'll happen? You shall eat the good of the land.
1: Hmm?
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. I know uh, my father in the faith, Kenneth Hagan, he said uh, he, uh, he pastored for 12 years and the Lord dealt with him to leave the, the church pastorate and go out on the road full time traveling ministry. So he did. And um, for the first 18 months or so, he's going in the hole financially. He said there at the church, the people took care of them. They brought them food a lot of times and and bought them clothes sometimes. And, and of course, they had the regular income from the church. They had a parsonage they lived in. And, and now he's got none of that. And uh, <clears throat> the offerings hadn't been that good. And, and he's getting behind, behind, behind. And um, he 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 knew this verse, Isaiah 119. And he began to quote that to the Lord. He said, things got so bad, he started praying and fasting for uh, uh, two or three days. And he said, Lord, uh, uh, you told me to, to leave my church. And you said, if I'm willing and obedient, i would eat the good of the land. I'm not eating the good of the land. I mean, my bills are not paid. I'm, I'm in debt. I'm in the hole. I'm going in the hole every day. Every month, more and more, my children are not adequately clothed. Uh, our, our food is not what it should be. I'm not eating the good of the land, And yet I'm, I did what you told me to do. And uh, he said he's, he's talking to the Lord about this for, for three days. Now, you know, th- this is important. When things are not right, don't just bump along in the dark. Get serious about seeking God. Is that right? Get serious about seeking God to find out what's going on. Why is this this way? And so uh, on the third day, he said, the Lord told him, he said, well, the reason you're not eating the good of the land is because you don't qualify. Oh, he said, Lord, I don't qualify. I, I did what you told me to do. I, I left my last church. I left that security and I, and I did this. He said, yeah, but you're not willing. Oh, wow. yeah. He's always talking about it, you know, not willing. If you be what? willing can you do something and yet not be willing in your heart about it see god's always looking at the heart and it's not that he's withholding something from him it's that brother hagen's faith at this point is not working because of this this unwillingness cuz what do you believe with with your heart and what part of your being is not willing the heart so a heart problem Is a faith problem. Can you see this. And he saw it. Yeah he had been complaining about. If I'd still been at my church. I wouldn't be in this mess. Well that's being unwilling. Right. You hadn't committed yet. And he said just like that. He said don't tell me it It takes a long time to get willing. (laughs) He said I reached down inside. Made an adjustment. I said now I'm willing. Lord, you know it. You know my heart. Devil, you know it. I'm willing. And he said immediately after that, things begin to change. Hallelujah. Extra begin to come in. A heart change is what precedes a life change. Heart change. If you be willing and obedient, tell me what will happen. What shall happen. You shall. Come on, everybody say it out loud. If I, if I am, willing am willing and obedient, and obedient I, shall I shall eat the good of the land. The of the land. Now I realize that some folks are confused about some things, and they say, well, yeah, but that not that works, Brother Keith, if I'm obedient? We're not talking about being justified. We're not talking about going to heaven. What we're talking about, though, if you don't obey him, Just like we were praying over these folks this morning. If you don't obey him. You won't be on the path you're supposed to be on. And you won't encounter the things he's prepared for you. And you will have trouble you shouldn't have. How many of you are on the wrong road? You go through places you shouldn't have gone through. Is that right? And if you're not on the right road. You don't get to the right place you're supposed to get to. It's as simple as that. It's not about God withholding something from you. It's about us. Having enough trust in Him to follow Him. Amen. And if we follow Him, we're going to encounter the good of the land. Amen. Do you believe it, Saints? Yes, I mean. Have we encountered some good of the land at Faith Life Church? Yes. I tell you what, you're sitting in the good of the land right now. Amen. Is that right? Yes, we got good of the land all over here. <laughs> True. We just had Celebration Sunday. Good of the land everywhere. Right. You're driving good of the land, wearing good of the land, eating good of the land. But if we want to have more, let's step up, be more willing, be more obedient, fully obedient to do exactly what the Word of God, what the Spirit of God prompts us and leads us to do. In Ephesians 6, verse 1, it says, Children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right now obey is a word that has uh, fallen out of favor with our generation right obey obey yeah obey as in do what you were told to do Now, just saying that, did you feel flesh? Did you feel, did you do what you're told to do? What what, what does your flesh do when you hear that? Uh, Do what I'm told to do. Yeah. When the Lord tells you to do something, do what you're told to do. Why not? Why wouldn't you? (coughs) Well, uh... We're here in, in Ephesians. Go, go back to the second chapter if you would. Let me see. Thank you, Lord. Yep, lost my place. Y'all okay this morning? Yes. Yeah. Everybody happy? Yes. Hmm? Yes. He whom the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. Free indeed. Yes. Free indeed. <coughs> Ephesians 2 and 1. It says, You has He quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of of the power of the air The spirit that now works In the children of disobedience Who is the prince Of the power of the air It's it's the devil Second Corinthians 4 Refers to him as the God Of this world I know a lot of Christians They don't want to look at that They don't, they don't like to hear that But that's the truth and what you hear a lot of people say is God is in control of everything. Well, he's got it in a mess. God's in control of everything on the planet. It's, it's a mess. It's, it's terrible. It's chaos. No, God is not personally controlling everything on the earth. He gave man a free will. He really did. And man can choose to yield and obey, or man can choose to resist and disobey. And the devil is the chief rebel. He rebelled against God and convinced a number of the angels to rebel with him. And he has never changed and he never will. Hmm? He never will. you see him in the book of Revelation after he's cast in the pit for a thousand years and he's let out the first thing he does is go around and try to incite rebellion. <clears throat> and that's what he has done over the whole earth. There is a spirit that works disobedience over all the planet. And all you got to do to be that way is just yield To the influences and thoughts and feelings that are all around you at any time. And you'll be defiant. And you'll be stubborn. And you'll refuse. And you'll be nobody can tell me what to do type attitude. And uh, you won't be like Jesus. You'll be like the enemy. Who wants to be like the devil? Don't raise your hand. Jesus said come learn of me I am meek and lowly of heart and you'll find rest to your soul he said "I, I only do what I see the Father do I came down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him that sent me Jesus is the ultimate example of submission and obedience can you see this though he were a son Yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, Hebrews said. "That That's what was happening in the garden when he sweat blood and he prayed that prayer. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. This is submission. Submitting your will to another. And this is faith. Oh, what faith this is. Trusting the Father enough. To let himself be nailed to the cross. Come on, are you with me? To let himself be offered up as our sacrifice. He obeyed because he trusted. Hallelujah. People rebel because they don't believe. They don't trust. Now let me me give you some scriptures on this. In uh, <coughs> Deuteronomy, the ninth chapter, and the 22nd verse, Deuteronomy 9 22, he's summarizing, and he said, At Taberah, at Massa, at Kibroth Hateava, you provoke the Lord to wrath. Deuteronomy 9.23 Likewise when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea saying go up and possess the land which I've given you then you rebelled against the commandment of your God and you believed him not nor hearkened to his voice. You you rebelled against the commandment of the Lord. What was the commandment? Go up and possess the land. Do you remember this? Numbers 13 and 14 it talks about it as well. Um, He sent the spies out, they came back, they said, yeah, it flows with milk and honey, but there's these giants, there's these walled cities, there's all these things. And uh, uh, Caleb and Joshua stood up and said, don't rebel against the Lord. Now, what are we talking about? You rebelled against the commandment of of the Lord your God, why? Why did they rebel against the commandment? Because they didn't believe. They didn't believe he was big enough. They didn't believe they could trust him enough that he would protect them and give them victory. So they rebelled. Now, is everybody awake? Yes, sir. Why did they rebel? Because they didn't believe. This is the revelation we need to get. They rebelled because they didn't believe. Why did Jesus yield his will to the Father and let them nail him to the cross? Why did he let that happen? Because he trusted. What's his last words on the cross? Into your hands. I I commit. Is that right? I'm trusting you, Father. Father. I'm trusting you. Why did he he yield his will. Submit his will. To the father's will. Why was he obedient. The scripture says. Even unto death. Why. How could he do it. Because he trusted the father. Completely. <clears throat> oh can you see this. <clears throat> well it's the same thing. Whether it's a small thing. Or a big thing. Why do people get defiant. A lot of times, they're covering fear. Yes, yes. Hmm. Yes, amen. Well, if I do that, and well, if I just do what I'm told, I'll be their doormat. I'll lose my identity. I won't get what I want. Fear, unbelief. Can you see this? You can't trust God to deal with them, and you can't trust God to take care of you. So you've got to to take it into your own hands and make sure that you're not treated wrong and make sure that you get what you want. Can you see this, friends? You rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God, and you believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. I mean, the New Testament is just, I mean, there must be at least a half a dozen scriptures that talk about believing the gospel and also say, use the same language, obeying the gospel. And the term is used, the obedience of faith. In 1 Peter 2, let's read this, We put it up on the screen for us, 1 Peter 2, 6, wherefore also is contained in the scripture. Behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect precious. He that believes on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient. The stone which the builders disallowed, the same as the head of the corner. A stone of stumbling a rock of offense. Even to them that stumble at the word being disobedient. He instead of saying believe and didn't believe he says believe and we're disobedient right. All right. All right. and if we, if we were to take the time I could give you another half dozen just like that throughout the New Testament study it out for yourself disobedient is used interchangeably with disbelief unbelief refusing to believe is not innocent ignorance it's rebellion. Right. When the Lord says, trust me, do this, and you say, I, I just can't. That's not true. That's not true. I, I'm sorry, but I, I, just, I just can't go with that. I, I don't know how's it going to work. Where's the money going to come from? How would it all work? I can't leave what I know. I can't do that. I, I can't. That is being rebellious. Amen. Many have not called it that, but it's being rebellious. If you trusted enough, what would you do? You'd say, "Yes, sir." Here we go.
1: Right. Yes, sir.
0: Amen. Go with me to 1 Samuel, please. 15th chapter. Actually, go to the 13th chapter and we'll we'll make our way over to the 15th. 1 Samuel 13. This is the story of Israel's first king part of the story, Saul, the, uh, the kingship was born out of rebellion. Yeah. God didn't tell them to have a king. They wanted to have a king, and they wanted to be like other nations. And they came to Samuel, who was the, the leading prophet of the land, and they told him that, and he went before the Lord, and he took it personally, like they were rejecting him, that they needed something else, they needed a king. And the Lord told Samuel, he said, No, they, they hadn't just rejected you, they've rejected me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But <clears throat> they were bent on having a king. Yeah. And he let them have one. Even helped them pick one out. Yeah. Did you know if you're if you're insistent about it, yeah. the Lord will let you have your way? That's not his perfect will. Yeah. He's not going to make us do his perfect will. We have to submit ourselves to him. And obey. And again, why wouldn't you do that? If the Lord says, no, that's not my perfect plan for you. Then no matter how bent you were on this king thing, if you trust him, what are you going to do? You say, well, okay, no, if this is not your plan, your plan's the best plan. Right? You'd change. Right. We're going to go with your plan. Yeah. But if you say, no, 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 we need this. We need this. Other other nations have a king, and, and we like the way it looks. We like the way it works. We need a king. We want a king. We're going to have a king. <clears throat> yeah, and they had one. <clears throat> Why don't you obey? Because you don't trust. In 1 Samuel 13.8. Samuel tarried seven days. uh, Well well, Saul did rather. According to the set time that Samuel had appointed. And Samuel came not to Gilgal. And the people were scattered from him. Samuel the prophet told Saul. Wait X amount of time. I'm going to come. We'll make an offering to the Lord. And we'll pray over the people before the battle. And so. Uh. Saul waited, and Samuel hadn't come yet. And Saul said, bring a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. Never should have happened. He's not a priest. He's not a prophet. He should not be doing this. And what did Samuel tell him? Wait on me till I come. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. Now, that's no coincidence, is it? As soon as he got through doing what he's not supposed to do, Samuel shows up. Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, Because I saw the people were scattered from me, you didn't come within the days appointed. And the Philistines gathered themselves at Michmash... Therefore I said the Philistines will come down on me in Gilgal. I've not made supplication to the Lord. i forced myself there. Uh, therefore, and I offered a burnt offering. Wow. <clears throat> did Saul disobey? Yes, he did. Yes, sir. But is he admitting that he disobeyed? No. What's he doing? <laughs> now friend, here's something that we need to be is everybody awake <clears throat> most people especially christian people will tell you i'm i'm not rebellious i'm not i'm not rebellious but but on this <clears throat> justification people know <clears throat> That they're not doing what they were instructed to do. But they justify it. And there's a spirit that goes with the spirit of disobedience, and it's the spirit of deception. And if you listen to it, you can convince yourself that you're justified in not doing what you were instructed to do because of the circumstances. Because of this, because of that, because of the other. Can you see it, friend? You see it with Adam and Eve. We talked about it last time. God asked him the same kind of thing. Who told you you were naked? Did you eat of the tree? I forbid you to eat of. What does he say? The the woman. Did you... (laughs) What's the answer to the question? Yes, I was disobedient. Period. But nobody, you know, as a usual thing, wants to admit, especially believers, that they're being rebellious. They know they're not doing what they were told to do. But justify it. Justify it. This is the subtlety of the enemy. He justifies rebellion and defiance and disobedience. He said, uh, Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You've not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now would the Lord have established your kingdom upon Israel forever. But now your kingdom will not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. What is a man after his own heart? Hmm? One, one verse actually says that, that will do all of my will. A man after my own heart that will do all my will. Is Jesus a man after the Father's heart? Yes. What kind of man is he? Did he always do the will of the Father? Always. Meek, lowly of heart. One of the things I believe the Lord would have us to get, friends, Is not not just getting a bunch of verses and a bunch of ideas and principles about this. But identifying the spirit of rebellion. Mm -hmm. Identify it. And not judging other people, but yourself. Is that right? Yourself. Identifying that first thing that comes up. Hardening your heart. Stiffening your neck. Pushing back resisting that, that feeling of, I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. The enemy is very subtle. That's right. And what folks don't realize, they justify it. And they say, well, it's not with God, it's with them. That's right. But that's the same thing people said about Moses and Aaron. Right. That's the same thing people said about Elijah and Elisha. The same thing that people said about Jesus They thought they were just like that with God, but they rejected Jesus. People have historically rejected God's choice, and it's because of the spirit of defiance, the spirit of rebellion. That's how the enemy is. Now, skip down to to 1 Samuel 15, 1 Samuel 15. That was one of the first major times it happened with Saul. And you would think he would learn a lesson from that. Right? What's the lesson? It's not a trick question. What's the lesson? Anybody know what the lesson is? Why not just do what you're told. Why not? Why not just... what? What's the problem with that? It should be so simple. It's because of your flesh. It's because of the influences of the enemy all around. Always having a better idea. Always justifying. Well, yeah, I, did you do what I told you to do? Uh, well you see what happened was (laughs) what does that mean you didn't do it but you're not being humble you're being proud and probably being deceptive trying to leave a wrong impression about something well it happened again in, in 1 Samuel 15, uh, the Lord told uh, Saul through Samuel, Go smite the Amalekites, utterly destroy all that they have, everything. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so they went up against them. And uh, <clears throat> verse 7, Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah till you come to sure that is over against Egypt. He took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive, utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen, of the fatlings and the lambs, all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refused, that they destroyed utterly. Is that what the Lord told them to do? No. <clears throat> then why did they do this? Is anything wrong with this? People say, well, why you got to be so legalistic? Why you got to micromanage everything? Here's another question. Why not just do what you're told? What's the problem there? What are we running up against? It's the spirit of disobedience. It's devilish. It's the nature of the devil. Yes, it is. You don't want to be like that. And it will ruin your life. Yes, it <clears throat> Remember, we didn't spend much time on it, but Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents. It's the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and mother. That it may go well with you. And that you may live long on the earth. You got a whole lot of folks. They're not even trying to teach their children obedience. And you either don't believe the Bible or don't care. Because if they don't learn obedience, it will not go well with them. And they probably will be cut short and not live a long life. This is Bible. Why? Because if they don't learn how to show respect at home, they won't show respect and obedience at school. Are on the job. Come on are you listening. And God can put them in the perfect place. And they'll spout off and get fired. Come on are you listening. God can put them in a perfect marriage. And they'll defy everything. And yield to their flesh. And mess that up. Come on are you listening. Disobedient. Rebellious. Defiant. Will destroy your life. I actually. This wasn't my first topic to preach on right now.
1: <coughs>
0: when I was out in Colorado, the Lord gave me a, a real, a great message on God's on my side. Yeah. Right, on. And when I last week I was praying about what to do next, and, and this came up in my heart, and I thought, really? <coughs> Don't God, uh, let me preach that God's on my side. <laughs> they'll, they'll like that better. Yeah. But that wasn't it. Why are we talking about this? I want it to go well with you. And your children and your grandchildren. I want you to live a long time on the earth. I want you to eat the good of the land. And if you don't get this fixed, you won't. I don't care what church you go to, what scriptures you quote. If you don't get this fixed, you won't enjoy the full blessing of God on your life. And it's not that God's withholding from you. Is that you don't trust him enough to follow him fully? But that's not us. No, it's not. <clears throat> I said, that's not us. That's right. The faith life church yep. is the willing church, the obedient church. That's right. The humble church, the submissive church, the church that trusts the Lord with all of our heart and don't lean their our own understanding. Am I telling the truth here, amen? I'm talking about you and me. Well, they didn't do what the Lord told them. And uh, verse 10, 1 Samuel 15:10. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. And said, it repents me that I set up Saul to be king. Now that's some statement coming from God. I repent that I ever put him in there. Why? Because he's turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried to the Lord all night. He knew Saul's in serious trouble here. Why? Because of his heart. Won't do what he's told by the Lord. Because, well, I listen to the Lord, it's just people I don't. If you never listen to people, you don't listen to the Lord either. It repents me that I've set him up. Samuel's crying and praying about it. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul has come to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and he's gone about and passed on and going down to Gilgal. He was having big parades and setting up monuments to his victories. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. No, what's the first thing he tells him? I have performed the commandment of the Lord. That's the first thing he tells him. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Why, why would he say that? Hmm? Justifying. Well, yeah, you know, we did this and that, but, but we did it. I've performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, Well, what's this bleeding of sheep in my ears? And this lowing of oxen which I hear? What's all this livestock I'm hearing? What's it time to do? It's time to repent. But instead, what does he say? They they have brought them from the amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the lord your god and the rest we have utterly destroyed <laughs> did you catch that now they yeah the people you know how you know how the people are they wanted to keep some stuff he's the king See, notice the spirit of disobedience goes hand in hand with the spirit of deception. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, did, I did what the Lord told us. We did what the Lord told us. But what's all this livestock come here? Well, you know the people. They wanted to, they wanted to keep some for sacrifice to the Lord.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. To the Lord. Yeah. See, you'll find this too the enemy is so crafty. He knows that you know it's it's not okay to just say I'm not going to obey. Okay, I'm rebelling. No, I'm not going to do it. You know better than that. So what he'll say is, well, no, we're not going to do it, but it's so we can do this and do more for the Lord in the end. For the Lord. For the Lord. <clears throat> Subtle. Yes. And, Saul, and and Samuel said to Saul, stay right here and I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me last night. He said, well, say on. He should be on his knees. Yeah. Repenting. Samuel said, when you were little in your own sight. Now, how is Jesus come learn of me? I'm meek and lowly of heart. The more he gets off, the more he's becoming like the enemy. Proud, defiant, disobedient, rebellious. Can you see that? He didn't start out this way. He started out with some humility. When you were little in your own sight, were you not made the head of the tribes of Israel and the Lord anointed you king over Israel? And the Lord sent you on a journey and he said, "He said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then, why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? And you did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord. Now listen to Saul's response. And Saul said to Samuel, yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Now, the reason Saul cried and prayed that night, I know a little bit about that Phyllis and I being in the ministry for, you know, pushing 40 years now. I know why. Because he knew Saul was in danger of being cut off. I said, well, yeah, but that's Old Testament, Brother Keith. 1 Corinthians 9 is New Testament. And Paul said, I keep under my body. Lest, after I've preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. Can you wind up on the spiritual junk heap? Not being used because of defiance. And because of rebellion. No, it doesn't mean you're lost. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Hmm? And if you'll, you know, receive it, you can be righteous and clean by the blood of Jesus, but you still can miss out on what you should have had here in the earth. Right. <clears throat> and Phyllis and I, there's been times before we just shook our heads and, and we prayed and we thought, Lord, if they don't get this fixed, we can't make them. Yeah. But if they don't, it's going to mess up their life. Yeah. This defiance. This rebellion, and that's what Samuel was praying about. He knew Saul's in trouble, if unless he repents. And is he repenting? This is why Samuel was praying and crying, because he knew. Last time he talked to him, he wasn't repentant. Right? He didn't learn a thing from the last time. And he says. Uh, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and I have gone the way the Lord sent me. And I brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, see, he stuck to his story. The people took of the spoil and the sheep and the oxen and the chief of things, which should have been utterly destroyed. he, so basically he's apologizing for them. To sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, here's the great phrase that we've heard so many times. Does God have as great delight in offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? There is no offering that can take the place of obedience. <clears throat> the Lord tells you to go somewhere and do something. You can't just send an offering and be just as good. Hmm? said out loud to obey, to obey. is better Be than any offering than any, than, any than any sacrifice why? it's about the heart see you're still doing it your way yeah. Yeah. can you see this? he said I want you to go over there want you to do this well I, I, I just think it would probably help them more if I just send them some money and, and do this well see you're still doing it your way You're going to do it your way. This is the scourge of humanity. This is the blight of the earth. This devilish defiance. I despise it. Do you? I I don't want to be like the devil at all. I want to be like Jesus, my master. There is not one bit of rebellion in Jesus. None. None. No defiance. No attitude. No back talk. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. But yeah, and why not just do what you're told? Why is that so hard? <laughs> you're running into flesh, you're running into temptation. Running into reasoning, running into justification. Everybody said out loud by faith, I can do. I can do what I'm told. I can do it. (laughs) You should see some of the looks I'm getting across the crowd. You you need to say it. Say it out loud, I can do what I'm told. He said to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken to listen and do is better than the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has rejected you from being king. And Saul said to Samuel, I've sinned. Finally. I've transgressed the commandment of the Lord and the words. Because, still making excuses, I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Come on. He's the king. Now, therefore, I pray you, pardon my sin and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. He's more concerned about appearances right now than what he just heard. He just heard that the Lord's pulling him out and going to put somebody else in his place. And he's more concerned about Samuel being up on a platform with him in front of everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Samuel, as Samuel turned to go away, Samuel said, I, I won't return with you. You've rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord's rejected you from being king. And as Samuel turned to go away... Saul grabbed hold of the skirt of his mantle and tore it. He's not going to let him go. Heart problems. Can you see this? In society, people do not see stubbornness as a negative thing. People see humility and meekness as weakness. And most folks don't even desire it. And how ignorant is that? Because that's not desiring to be like Jesus. How many want to be like Jesus? He said, learn about me. I am meek and lowly of heart. And this stubbornness. Did did you see it here in verse 23? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Do you see it the same? Yes. Hmm. Do most people? No. This what? Well, have you ever? Are you ever rebellious? Well, you know, maybe a little bit here and there. That's like saying, uh, do you, you practice, practice any witchcraft? Not much.
1: <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> here and there. <laughs>
0: hmm. Is it as bad? See, people people don't think so, do they? They they don't. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. How many idols you got at your house that you pray to and worship? You got any statues, any star gods? or, Huh? What if you said, only a couple? (laughs) I got a couple, you know, but it's no big deal. Same thing as I saying, I, I'm stubborn sometimes. It's the same. I said, it's the same. Why? It's the nature of the devil. It's like witchcraft is devilish, and idolatry is devilish, and, and why? It, it's resisting and opposing God. I'm not going to worship God. I'm going to worship the statue here. I'm going to pray to the sun and the moon and the stars. It's defiance. It's defiance. It's rebellion. That's not Jesus. Somebody say that's not Jesus. And that's not me. That's not Jesus. And that's not me. Come on, say it again. That's not Jesus. And that's not me. Hallelujah. I if you want to rebel against something, rebel against rebellion. Is that right? Rebel against being like this ungodly world. I'm in the world, but I'm, this is not my home. And this is not where I came from. I'm born from above. I'm like my master. Kind, gentle, submissive to God and those that are his. Obedient. Come on, are you listening? Trusting him. That's, that's my, he's my hero.
1: Yeah.
0: He's my example. He's who I'm following. Yes. And the moment you detect that defiance and that rising up and that stiffness of neck and hardness of heart, recognize what's going on. And no matter who's technically right or wrong, now you're wrong because of your heart. No matter who's technically right or wrong, God's looking at the heart all the time. Stand on your feet, please. I want to pray over you about this. (coughs) I believe the Lord's doing great things in us, I believe hindrances are being removed. Hallelujah. Close your eyes, please. Many have gone as far as they can go. Unless there was change in the heart, they'd be promoted no more, no further. They'd rise no higher. Mongalik sinikwech e givet nonte grew up in rebellion, rebellious as a teenager, rebellious as an adult. Izhdewa kunvang mandi kexa wa Didn't see it because the world all around you is the same way. But all that ningeke sewa hashate. But eyes are being opened. And hearts and minds are perceiving and seeing the Christ who is the meek one, who is the humble one, oh hallelujah, who is the perfect father pleaser and the one who does his will all evixiana mundoch. So do not resist but receive and do not push back but open up and let the changes happen in your heart and you'll no longer be restricted You'll the things you've desired and the things that you've wanted it's not been the hand of the Lord holding them back it's not people that were holding them back oh the moment the heart changes there comes an increased flow Oh when you humble yourself before the Lord Grace flows To the humble Favor with God And with man When you yield to selfishness You yield to temper You yield to rebellion You undo the favor of the Lord. And you stymie the plan of the Lord on your behalf. But kawis esha doji. Give the enemy no more place. Kawin Affirm I will not be like the enemy of my Lord. I will be like my master. Mandori, mandori, mandori. Hallelujah. I will humble myself, humble myself, humble myself, and I will follow you fully. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Said out loud, I will humble myself. I will humble myself. I will humble myself and follow you fully. I will be willing. I will be obedient. And I will eat. The good of the land. Good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Phyllis, would you please come?